Thanks for tuning in to Roof Connections. This is a bi-monthly show discussing facility maintenance topics for anyone who works or has an interest in facility maintenance. My name is David Huval, and I'll be your host. We've all seen the memes, but winter's finally arrived, and with it, freezing temperatures, snow, and ice. On today's show, we're going to discuss winter roof maintenance and why it's so important, especially in parts of the country that get more significant amounts of snowfall. Today, I'm joined by Roof Connects Vice President of Technical Services, Eric Harrison, uh, Vice President of Sales, Wade Crosswhite, and Customer Service Manager, Jenna Nutt. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thank you. Now, uh, as I said earlier, we're going to discuss snowfall and roof maintenance today. I, rem- I wanted to start off talking about, uh, I remember back about 20 years ago when I joined the Army, uh, they sent me up to Fort Drum, New York, which is in upstate New York. And uh, being from Texas, I'd barely seen snow at all, and let alone had to deal with heavy snowfall, so... I remember having to dig my car out from like under several feet of snow after just like a night or two of snow. And uh, so I want to discuss what are some of the things that facility managers need to consider in parts of the country that have to deal with regular heavy snowfall? Uh, to, to me, the big thing is the design load for their, for their buildings. Uh, obviously, as snow comes, accumulates, if the, if the drains are clogged, uh, that weight it starts to accumulate. And so what we always encourage is know your design load because us telling you what the weight is up there without knowing what the capacity is, is useless information. So knowing that and having a partner, uh, the big thing is during a, a big snowfall, everybody's going to say they can do snow removal and, uh, having a partner that you know, and trust, you don't want to find a new vendor <laughs> during the middle of a blizzard. Uh, because we've seen, we've seen people go up there with metal shovels and destroy a roof. Uh, and it was somebody that they'd never worked with before and didn't know, but they were out scrounging to find somebody during a snowstorm and, and, and find the cheapest person possible. Uh, that's a bad, bad idea. Why wouldn't they want somebody with metal, metal shovels just so, you know, in case, you know. Yeah, well, when you're removing the snow, you want plastic shovels and you want to leave about an inch of ice so you don't destroy the membrane. And the important thing is, is getting the drains cleared. Uh, the, the heat of the building will melt the bottom layer as long as the drains are cleared and you start losing weight that way. But monitoring the, the weight uh, d- compared to the design load is the key. And then obviously monitoring the, the snow in the coming up weeks is, is a huge factor too. You know, if you're at design load and there's eight more inches of snow coming, you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. You see on the news almost weekly about uh, a roof collapse in the Northeast, mostly due to heavy snowfall or because of the, the weight of the uh, the weight of the snow building up. Uh, can y'all speak a little bit on why this, how this happens, how you know a couple feet of snow can can cause something like that to happen? It also goes back to what Wade said about having a, a roofing contractor that you're you're joined together with. Uh, to help you in this situation because it's like you said you don't want to be looking for a roofer uh, during the storm. a new vendor yeah during a storm and really you don't want to be at the point where you're reacting that from the jump that you're reacting to oh we got to remove snow now you want to be able to plan it out so being able to go out and evaluate your roof several different times during an event to make to see what your where your load is um, and, and you can be strategic about how you remove snow so that you're not in an emergency situation where you're having to remove snow all at once. Mm-hmm. What are some of the steps that they can take, 
you know, beforehand, like they know winter's coming or they've, uh, you know, they see the forecast a week out, we're going to get some heavy snow. What are some steps they can take to better prepare for something like that? To me, it's, it's take a vendor, a, a contractor that you already work with that has a, uh, a big footprint that can cover a lot of ground and team up with them for a plan. Uh, we see a lot of customers go out for an RFP. And whoever wins the RFP has put really low numbers in there, mm-hmm. uh, thinking they're going to be able to find laborers to do this work. And during a snowstorm, you're not going to be able to find anybody. There's better options. And so an RFP to get a low bidder will always fail. We've seen it over and over where we finished third or fourth on an RFP, and they call us after the first day of a snowstorm because their vendor can't get people. So go with somebody. This is not a time to save money. Uh, you're going to spend money. Hopefully it's it's insurance money, but it's expensive. But the flip side of it, if your building collapsing or your roof collapsing, is much more expensive. So don't try to save pennies when you've got your entire company and all of your inventory and everything there at stake. So do it the right way. And like Eric said, knowing the design load, you're teaming up with a contractor, give him the design load and the drawings of your building and have it planned out where if we need to, if we need to remove snow, where we're going to remove snow, because you don't want to remove all the snow. You want to take swaths in the non weight bearing areas uh, get the drains cleared, and then you got to have a plan on where you're going to put the snow. Some of these buildings in, in downtown areas such as Boston or, or New York or some of those larger cities, there's not like a, a you know a field of grass where they can just dump the snow. you no. got to have a, a plan for what you're going to do with it. And uh, doing that last second can be expensive and costly, so planning that out is is advantageous. Another part of that too is doing like a, a pre-storm assessment. We we encourage people to do pre-season assessments. So when you're coming up into the winter season, you're looking at your roofs and you're check you're making sure that there's not any vegetation or leaves or whatever that's already causing a problem with your drainage. Um, you want to go ahead and address that up front, and it also gives your your contractor an opportunity to see if there's any other pitfalls on this roof. You know, is are there gas lines that we need to be aware of or different penetrations or skylights or whatever. So if you do get to the point where you're removing snow, you have a strategic plan on how to do it and a safe plan on how to do it. Uh, and, and, and even talking about, like Wade was saying about where you're going to offload the snow, you, you want to make sure that your contractor is not offloading snow in an area that's an emergency exit or a gas main or something like that. You want to, you want to make sure they have the opportunity to go out and evaluate your your building and specifically your roof in a in a, an environment where it's not covered with snow or or something else. You want to be able to see it clearly so that they can have a plan. Yeah, you can take that plan and even send it to the local fire marshal so he's aware of it and uh, kind of helps show that you've done some some due diligence on the front end because what you don't want is the fire marshal coming and closing down your store. And you lose all of that operation income at that point. So yeah, even if you're not threatened with a roof collapse, you get shut down anyways because of the amount of exactly. snow you have on your roof. The other part, too, if we're doing preseason assessments, that's where we can bring Jenna's department in, our customer service team. They can take a, a large amount of work, a large number of locations, and divide it up and dispatch it out and get it handled in a pretty timely, quick turnaround. Really, 
Wouldn't you agree, Jenna? Yes. It helps, too, also on the front end of things like Wade and Eric were saying is we plan ahead of time. These guys do a really great job of getting contractors to work with ahead of time. And so we have a plan and everybody knows what's going to happen in the next few days and weeks going forward. It's not just a pants on fire, hair on fire type thing. We're planned out to do things. Yeah. You said you brought up Boston a minute ago. I remember back in 2015, that was like they had a record breaking snowfalls at 30 something inches and uh they didn't have any place to to dump all the snow i remember they were putting it on the on the beach for a while uh how what's the kind of procedure here at roof connect for preparing for a storm like that well in in preparation of that we always try to plan out where we're going to put the snow obviously in that one there was there there, we were running out of places to put the snow (laughs) and uh but eat it (laughs) But yeah, you want to have a plan. You want to know how high the parapet walls are because sometimes you can't shovel over the parapet walls uh, and you want to know what's on the other side of the parapet walls. But we work with ground crews to remove it. If we're going to have to dump it in the parking lot, of course, we'll cone out and put it in a place there and then we'll have a ground crew come with the bobcat or whatever and remove it from there. And we've got, we're teamed up with various companies throughout the country for that. So my advice to anybody has a big box store um, and obviously do not want it closed down would be to reach out to someone who's experienced in this and that has a big labor presence uh, such as Roof Connect and there are others out there too. Let them go out, assess the roof, identify where they would dump the snow if they were ever going to need, need for removal, find out what the design load is and come up with a plan for measurement. So with a plan for measurements, what we'll do is we'll go out and we'll take a one by one section out in the field of the out in the field of the roof, get the weight, and then obviously you know if your design load is thirty five pounds and you're at forty pounds, then we want to have a plan for removal. And anybody will remove the snow, but you want to have a strategic way of doing it because you don't want to remove all the snow. You go in between the columns and get swaths and get the get the uh, drains cleared and the water moving can save the company a lot of money and those are the areas and the ways to save money not by going with the cheapest guy who's going to go up there and destroy your roof and uh and and i've seen it done in 2012 we had a customer that went with a landscaper took metal shovels up there and there was over 2,000 punctures in the roof and the roof was three years old and they saved twenty thousand dollars in snow removal and had to spend three hundred fifty thousand dollars to get a new roof. So when you say over two thousand, I think over two thousand is accurate, but I think over ten thousand would probably be accurate as yeah, well. Yeah, we got a quick count, and the guys were uh, yeah. So the roof shot, the roof shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Uh, if you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear discussed on future episodes, shoot us an email at david.huval at roofconnect.com. That's david.huval, H-U-V-A-L at roofconnect.com. Also, if you like today's show, please take a moment to give us a like and a review on iTunes and Spotify or share it on social media. This is a brand new podcast and really helps us out uh, when you share it. Also, if you're listening to this podcast, I want to let you know that we are recording each episode on video and we'll be broadcasting it on YouTube soon. Until next time, I'm David Huval on behalf of Wade, Eric, and Jenna. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks, guys.